We are live. Well, not exactly live for you there, but we are live at the moment. I'm here alive. At LAFC's Performance Center, our favorite place to be, right? Yeah. We love it here inside LAFC, Max and Vince podcast. Max Bretos, Vince LaRosa just saw training, and uh, we don't, we obviously can't talk too much about it, but we can say this. I can. Here's what happened. Uh, here's what happened. <laughs> Uh, the spirits of this squad is always at a consistent high. They're joking with each other. They enjoy each other's company. They get the most out of training. It's great to see. Yes, the season hasn't gone well, but we. the reason I bring that up because I've been at many trainings, and you can sense a team that is laboring and a team that may have checked out. You don't sense that at all here. Yeah, we, they walked off the pitch, and they were actually having a great time joking with each other. They were screaming the in the yeah. locker room a few seconds ago and, playing music. Yeah, they're playing Two, 2v2 ping pong, I've heard in there. Yes. Um, you, you made the comment like, oh, they like each other. And I flippantly said, like, of course they do. because. And I go, that's not always the case. You're right. That's not always the case. But to the, to the people that are you know, watching them in their darkest moments, of course, right when they give up a goal, they're not exactly in their happiest moment or when they lose a game. But like, otherwise, there's no reason to, to say, even just from watching matches, that these guys don't like each other. It's, I, I, look, I've been at so many trainings and without getting too far into it, you can sense, you'll see some guys over here. Sometimes it gets a bit clicky. Sometimes the message isn't getting across. Never have had that experience here. And the reason we're talking about that is we're pushing it season within a season. Hashtag that sucker. Within the season. Within the season. season I told you, it's too many words. Season within the season. Does anybody even use hashtags anymore? Season within the season. We're calling it these yeah. final six games as we ramp into the final stretch. We have some special guests joining us. That's why we're here. We will be talking to Jamal Blackman, who's just joined LAFC. He's already played a couple games. He is six foot seven inches tall. It says six foot six. You had an inch there. But I, I asked him. He says it's six foot seven. Because of the boots. Tell me when you see him. He's six seven. Yeah, That's a big man. Jordan Everyone Harvey. Me, though. Jordan Harvey will also be joining us, and we will be talking about a great many things. Uh, including who is disrupting the locker room with their music. Yeah. Jordan spilled spilled <laughs> a lot. You guys want for all those people that think they know what's going on in the locker room, maybe you should listen to the Jordan Harvey interview and find out what actually is going on in the locker room. Correct. So we'll get into all of that, but before we do, I want to uh, just remind you why this podcast sets the tone for everything. Every time we talk about something, it starts to blow up. That's why you gotta tell your friends because you hear it here first. Case in point, I did my Paul McCartney impression. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Sir Paul called you? No. Oh. Out of the blue. The big story, and for, quite frankly, I don't care about this story in 2021, nor should you. Out of the blue, he tells the media that it wasn't his idea to break up the Beatles. It was John and Yoko. <laughs> he said John stepped away from the Beatles, obviously. and then that was common knowledge. Well, he just reinforced it because he listened to this pod. Sir Paul. Right, we get to see the players as they hit the hot tub. Hi, Poncho. Some interesting swim gear as well. So I uh, just want to get that out as well. So I think that's fair. How much do you hate Paul McCartney? <laughs> on, a, on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> you really don't, don't like him. Wait, can I show no, you that? I just, no, I do oh. like him. It just bothers me with the... The, the, the guy didn't break up the Beatles. It was it was someone else. I'm not gonna bottle the barrel. I'm not gonna mention any names. But on, uh, on your five people you'd want to punch in the face list, Paul is one or two. I'm not gonna say that either. No, you're not gonna not go that far. That. Sorry, sir. Paul. Beatles overrated. No. But slightly because they get all the credit. They get all the they get all the. Oh yeah, if you're gonna go that far. But the music is 
thoroughly fantastic. Didn't know we're gonna go there. Well, yeah, I did. We know. I did because I brought it up. I did. So uh, well, it's better than us going on a craft work talk again. Craft. No airplanes coming here at the Performance Center. You know what I oh. think about airplanes, but I yeah. was really mesmerized. You think a lot about airplanes, not very deeply, but you do. I, I was going on the 405. Yeah, what is your thing today that that amazes you that you well, don't understand how it works? I, well, I was on the 405 and this airline, Philippines airline. I never seen it coming down, beautifully landing. People at do LAX. come here from the Philippines. I never saw a Philippines airline. Okay. I know there was one, but I got to see the jet. Uh, the internet, incredible. It is incredible what we do. Max, do you have object permanence? I feel like when you close your eyes and things disappear, you wonder how they, where they are. I just think we take things for granted and we should we not. We definitely do. I was looking for a software bit for my camera. I typed in a word, it had nothing to do with it, and it shot it out, and it was exactly the thing I was looking for. And I was like, internet. I also ordered an e-bike, an electric bike, off the internet. Why? Because there's this hill in Redondo that I have to go over to go to the beach, and I'm tired of biking over it. Yeah, but you're the fitness guy, the Sunday run. Well, I get my own run. I get guy. my Why? own you run. You don't want to? You don't want to? If you could see some of these swimsuits. Oh, Eddie Segura. <laughs> Eddie Segura. Looking good. How you feeling? Good. Great. It's good to see you. How's the, how's the little one? <laughs> <laughs> We're good. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Eddie. <laughs> we got If we knew Eddie, we'd have got him He's in there. Such a He's nice walking guy. around. Well, he he was at our 110 football FIFA challenge. So yes, yeah. We get back. To Little the, teaser there. Get back to the bike. Okay. Uh, Heath Pierce has said it would change your life, and now I can instead of getting into my car. Now Heath Pierce is on the e-bike thing. Heath Pierce Guys, is also in bikes. Redondo. The point of bikes is to ride them. No. Get a motorcycle. Okay, but this will take the place of the car. So I'll, I will leave the car and I'll use the e-bike to go to the gym, do those quick runs to the grocery. This is another thing you've been on about for like the past six months, how you want to get rid of your car and just get a beater car. Still has not happened. I can't buy cars now, so I gotta, I'm stuck with what I have, which I enjoy, but it's... I drive, I drive down the 405 to go home to Long Beach from Burbank all the time, and there's millions of cars on the lots. What are they talking about? They're right there. By the way... You just get in one. Um, I hear they're giving them away. So... I, we keep hearing about the... I'm just trying to throw you off every time you restart. Well, I have a good reset. Everyone's saying we're going to have a shortage of stuff, and you can see the boats out in San Pedro yeah. and in Long Beach. They go for miles. There's a lot of COVID testing that has to be taking place. Those things carry so much stuff. And if, if there's a kid under the age of 15... Are you wondering how boats 15, work now? No, no. If there's a kid under the age of 15, get them out of the room now. I'll give you 10 seconds. If there's under... I'm 15 is the safe bet. We're going to get them out of the room. Mm -hmm. Turn, tell them to leave so we can continue the podcast for 30 seconds. This shortage of during the holiday season, I feel more kids are going to stop believing in Santa Claus than ever before. You heard it here first. Max Bredos is going to blame Joe Biden for kids not believing in Santa Claus. <laughs> I didn't blame Joe Biden. I'm just saying the law. Yeah, but you were going it's there. COVID. It was no, it's COVID. No, it's COVID. COVID has there. caused a shortage across the board. You know, you Supply chains can't get it. And now they're going to go, wait, I got this. And they're going to go, son, Santa couldn't make it this year. We're going to get back into the season within the season, but before we do, I will take us on one more rant. You know what I love about being back at the Performance Center? Is this camera that's set up right here is set up by Lauren Terry. Lauren who Terry! Who has nightmares of having to crowd you and I to do keys to the match during that 2019 season. Um, and I'm sure she's just loving the fact that, like, we've done, what, 10 minutes of not the podcast to start the podcast. Okay. So a season within a season. Check out my keys to the match Saturday at San Jose, and don't I, boo I it when it comes garbage. on the big screen. Do they boo your keys to the match? They don't pay attention. They should. They don't pay attention. They don't watch. It's good because you can see how the game's well, going to go. When you don't have Vince's keys to the match, you mean. Season within the season. Minus version. Season within the season. Season within the season.
Six games. Six games. 18 points on offer. There are six teams battling. I, Portland, that ship has sailed. They're going to finish at no worse than four. Yeah, we're talking about the five, six, and seven spots here. Five, six, and seven makes the playoffs. Eight, nine, and ten are still in the chase. Five, Real Salt Lake, 39. Galaxy has 39. Minnesota, 38. Vancouver, 37. LAFC, 34. San Jose, 33. Those last two play each other Saturday. And we got some real solids during the internet. We got incredible solids. I will say the biggest result, uh, all six of those teams, six, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. All six of those teams, six is the magic number. Six, 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 the number of the beast. So um, all six of them have three at home, three away. Mm -hmm. Minnesota was at home, had a man advantage. Man We're advantage. up a goal. Up a goal. We'll do it. And Colorado came and scored three. Secret that, agent Tyler Miller. <laughs> don't want to get into that. So that really wrecked Minnesota. Minnesota plays LAFC in the stretch run. Important uh, game. I, I, I had a great time. So everyone here should be at least just check the scoreboard. You don't have to watch the games, but watch the games. Let's support Major League Soccer as well. But uh, all these teams, by and large, will be playing each other. You have the spoilers, Seattle, Sporting, Portland, Colorado. Colorado already did some spoiling. Yep. And uh, this is going to change. I get the feeling that Minnesota-Colorado result uh, could be the doorway in because they were supposed to win that. That was three points. Bank them. And they got yeah. zero. They had almost... At home. What was crazy is they went up a man and had almost no chances even. Like, they just... Yeah. Just to go to show. I mean, these like, teams... At some point... Adrian Heath had to have walked to the sideline and go, guys, do you understand what is happening here? Like, do you, do you understand the points that we need and the incredible opportunity in front of us? And Final game of the season, there's the airplane doing the big turn, landing in LAX. Oh, Will Walsh told me, he goes, they're actually landing in LAX. They're not taking off across the Pacific, but they're the big jets. So LA Galaxy, who have been laboring, very tricky season to, stretch, to, to run in here. I don't want to talk too much about the clubs, but I think it sets up the LAFC discussion. And uh, they have Minnesota in the final match day, which uh, that's going to be. There's not going to be room for both of them. Yeah, not going to be. I mean, look, we. I looked back, and it, it's it's crazy to say this. There hasn't been a season where it's been a normal season in quite a while. Uh, but in 2019 and 2018, the seventh team in the West, 48 points. So you look at LAFC, 34 points. I mean, 14 from those 18. So four wins, two ties. And I don't like to give Max Bredo they don't, Max Bredo's credit much, but after. The Galaxy game, you said, I think we need 14 points and we're in. And I think you're right. I think we can get there on 13 points. On 13? Oh, now, you, now you're because of the, result, the way the results broke for us? Because I'm looking at the schedules and, look, there's flaws here. All these teams are in a similar situation of LAFC. If LAFC can flick the switch somewhat, and we'll know a lot about it on Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, not, not to a 2019 level, and there are indicators here that the band is getting back together in, in, in some ways. Uh, and we'll have the internationals back. Brian Rodriguez, uh, we're recording this before their third Uruguayan uh, qualifier. Uh, but he's played all five qualifiers in September and October. Started both in this window. He, so he, he could be a bit leggy. Mm -hmm. um, Uruguay got beat up by Argentina in the last game. But Uruguay looks like it's heading to the World Cup. Chiki hasn't played for Ecuador and then Sifu and Kim Moon Hwan. Bad result against up. Venezuela. Bad result against Venezuela. Although I think if you look at South America, Brazil's going to qualify here very soon. Argentina, too. And then Uruguay, Ecuador, and Col Colombia in that order. I think those are the five. And there's a gap. So those five should there's be. There's a big gap. 
So that's good for our players that'll be probably playing in the World Cup next year. So those guys coming back, everything here, getting healthy, not across the board. It's not 100% health. But I look at, you know, Rail Salt Lake can't win on the road. Uh, the Galaxy are struggling. Minnesota's now struggling. You've, there's an opportunity. You don't have to win all these games, well, but you can certainly get... Regardless if it's 13 or 14 points, it means you have to win four matches. So we're saying you need at least four wins, four out of the six, which LAFC hasn't been able to put that kind of consistency, consistency right. together yet. Uh, hopefully Carlos Vela uh, plays a part in, in most of those six matches. What I'm looking at is, you know, not only do you need to win those four, but if you do drop points... You can't be dropping it against the San Jose's, the Vancouver's. You can't be dropping against the people you're dropping. Gotta win contact. all three home games. Look, you you play Seattle, you play Colorado. You don't want to lose to those teams, and you don't want to drop points to those teams. But if you're going to, you want it to be those games. You need to take maximum points from the teams that were in and around. And those the, the home games are San Jose, Vancouver, and, and Seattle. Seattle. Road games, Colorado. There's are challenges there, certainly playing the mountain time zone. Final match of the season, Colorado. Final match of the season. We don't know how Colorado's going to be. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be playing for something. Well, so. what's interesting is one of the teams that, like, if, if you were going to drop points, it would be Dallas in midweek because, like, it's not really going to help them all that much. But you can't drop points against Dallas. No. You need those points. Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota are the road games. Yes. These first two are just... Pivotal. Pivotal. And I think you've got to get that down there so you can get the six points and say. And by the way, if you get six points in those two, you're going to look at the standings and you're not going to be in ninth. You'll probably be in the playoff position. You might jump. If you get six points in these next two, you might be ahead of Minnesota, who you'll play that following weekend. You might be ahead of the Galaxy. Vancouver. You'd probably definitely be ahead Vancouver's of Vancouver. Vancouver's another one very good at home, labors on the road yeah. a bit. It has a tough stretch of who they're going to play as well. It's, I, I'm excited about the, the, the prospects. I just hope that they can turn the page and say, all right, we got this result. Remember the San Jose game. By the way, get out and get your tickets. You have three opportunities for home games. It might be your only three, too, because as we're talking, right. we're, we're saying that the ship has sailed on one through four. So no home game in the first round. Might be your only chance to see this team for the rest of the season. Five is, is attainable, and look, five could get you a home game somewhere down there if six and seven pull surprises there, which is obviously a big ass. But there is a precedent. Um, and we have a nice little video treatment coming out about teams making the playoffs on the back end and not only doing well in the playoffs, but making MLS Cup and or winning MLS Cup with very average seasons. Well, yeah, if, trying not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if they do put the yeah. type of run together that they need to in order to get in, they'll be hot at the best time. It seems like Seattle have proven this. You can put a nice little run together at the end of the season and be on form and be healthy you can really do some damage regardless of what position in the standings you are. Yes, uh, health is a big issue. But I think Seattle, they've been so excellent in regular seasons. Never really at the top, but I think their most mediocre regular season was the year they went on to win MLS Cup. Never missed the playoffs, but never won a supporter shield. Never won a supporter shield. And what do they have? Three. They have three MLS Cups. Two. Two. Two MLS Cups. Keep it at there, Seattle. Chill out. Yeah. Great franchise, though. You've got to give them a lot of credit. But they did it a certain way, and they were consistent about it. But now that consistency is here, and getting healthy is a big part of it. We know they've struggled with San Jose uh, this season. Grand those two teams and last were away. Season. It's weird how they, it's been a, an actual like split down the middle. We dominated them for the first two years, then a little bit of flip of the script as of late. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, we still have a better goal differential against them, which is great. I was going to say the goal differential, which will – it's play a to role in It'll be important. Yep. The best goal differential right now of those six teams, RSL has a plus one. 
LAFC has a minus one, which is very telling when you have a team that's struggling. They're, they're right, 500. Yeah. And then the other teams uh, are very poor. I think the Galaxy's minus six. Minnesota's yeah. minus four. Goal differential plays in favor of LAFC. We're just looking at all the data and to see where LAFC has an advantage. Got to get the results, but they have advantages here and there. Should not be negative goal differential as a playoff team. Right. It just, that's weird. So... That big week is huge. That first week is very huge. It's going to be basically, I think it was six games in 23 days? Six games in 23 days. So just over three it's weeks. A, it's a real sprint to the finish. You've been able to get some wind in your sails here, and they'll be able to do it. So uh, did we explain that well enough? I think we laid it out there. So, so we're saying you need at least four wins. I'm thinking if you're only going to get four wins, you, got, you probably got to get four wins and two draws. But... You're thinking you're thinking a four four win four wins a draw and a loss and you could still sneak in. Yeah, thirteen okay. points. All right, we're talking about it's forgiving. Forty eight. Forty eight for me is that magic number. So fourteen points. There's there's three playoff spots within reach. You are five points away from five and six. You're four points away from seven. Nobody has a game in hand. Everyone has six games. That's nice remaining. to at least finally get all on level terms because it's been excruciating watching those teams. Right, and keep in mind, everyone's having the same conversation that these clubs go, let's fire it up. Not as good Six as this games. conversation, though. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to get even better. We're going to be joined by Jordan Harvey, some incredible insight of a player who's also part coach with LAFC these days, and also Jamal Blackman will get his thoughts on transitioning from England here to Major League Soccer. He's been here before, incredible stories to tell of his days as uh, in Chelsea, behind some big name keepers. This is Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. You want to send it home? Uh, no, I'm, I'm seeing Gage out there do the field, and after my Hire Vince uh, segment, I feel like I should go out there before we get to our interview. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hop off. All right, so subscribe, rate, review, and share. Let's get it going. Six games, baby. Back here at the LAFC Performance Center, thrilled to be joined by Jordan Harvey. I'm actually thrilled to start this interview for, because for the last 10 minutes... Vince and Jordan were waxing poetic about uh, restaurants in Long Beach, which was, you know, for someone who doesn't know about the restaurants, was a little annoying, but now I'm hungry as we well. You live in Redondo, and you guys have a horrible restaurant scene. Wow. But that is accurate. And it's over. Thanks. Thanks for joining. Actually, also, if you go on Artesia, and I have not frequented any of them, and I apologize, I don't want but we got we to gotta upgrade the bars on Artesia. They're a little... <laughs> you don't frequent these places. I do. I've not set foot in one of them because... Wait, no, no. I terrifying. feel like you've told... I, Max, I think, has told a story of going into one of those bars, and it was a punk rock bar, and you went in there and uh, almost got in a fight with somebody. I, I think I remember... Oh, on the, that's on, the, on uh, Aviation, on podcast. Though. Oh, sorry. I won't say the name, but the yeah. Other, with the other bars that Max frequents... Uh, I don't go to bars. I, that's why. I, I just... I was... I, when I you guys were talking about bars. restaurants, I don't go out at all. I don't all. go to bars ever. <laughs> Jordan, I feel like... Incognito, maybe no, once in a while. No. We used to see you all the time. We used to hang out all the time. We I'm haven't seen kidding. you in forever, so it's yeah, good to finally like hang out with you a little bit there. Yeah, I've been MIA, so not not on the not on the playing field. So I feel like uh, kind of in the in the dark over here. Not the on the playing field. Not on the <laughs> not in the podcast space. Like no, whoa. no, the podcast. You guys took over that. You guys are doing such a great job. Well, we'll see. Oh. We'll see. <laughs> Check we'll see. We'll, we'll get. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta say, when I see you or when I talk to players. Your name comes up a lot from the coaches, the players, about how Jordan helped me this and that. And I, that seems to me, and it doesn't seem to me, I know that that's an important position to have. No, and, and I appreciate that. I, you know, because I'm not contributing much on the field um, this season, I'm trying to help out um, in other ways and in different aspects. And so 
whether it be you know talking to guys between exercises and training or um, at halftime of a game or just in between trying to you know give my two cents give my experience and and try to help out where I can and, and contribute um, it's been something that I've really enjoyed doing and uh, you know we have a young team so uh, there's a lot of work and a lot of things um, that we can uh, we can do to help well that's why I specifically asked for you to be on the podcast, because most people would say, as you said, wasn't, wasn't you the Long Beach restaurant you, chat? No, it wasn't. Okay. I, I did want to chat with him about wanted, Long Beach restaurants. Just wanted another, I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to do that anymore because I always lose that conversation. <laughs> My doppelganger is Kenny Arena, for what it's worth. Well, so, oh, we gotta, hey. so I, need I know. When are you going to get your ears pierced? Yeah, then it'll happen. I know, but I, but when you, when we talk soccer, you're always very open about talking talking football, and, and you don't shy away from it. Uh, but two, you're able to kind of put things in perspective. So, if you could. Just a little bit of this season in perspective for you. Um, you know, I think it's been some ups and downs, and I think that comes with youth. I think, you know, when you have an older group, uh, they're more consistent, I think. But with this young group, there's so much talent, and it seems like a roller coaster at times. So you'll have good games, you'll have bad games, a lot to uh, go over, a lot for the coaching staff. Um, you know, to help out with these young guys and, and myself included. I try to do as much as I can. But, uh, you know, to put it all in perspective, it's just, it's been, it's been a, a tough season in, in that with injuries, with, um, you know, bringing guys into the fold, um, obviously guys leaving, and um, it's, it's been tough. It really has. And I think the guys here um, have done a good job coming in every day and trying to learn from whatever mistakes or whatever uh, tough games we've had, and then building on some of the good ones. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's all we can do um, is, is just work towards that end goal. And now we're in a position right now uh, where we're, we're kind of fighting for that playoff spot, which we haven't been um, in the last few years. And so it's, it's different for us in and around here. It feels different like that. Um, but there is still hope, and uh, there is still a lot of positivity and a lot of um, you know young players that you look at as kind of uh, – uh, a bright future for LAFC, and that's how I look at it. You said coming here and, and putting the best effort is all you can do, and I would disagree with that because I think some people probably don't come in and say this is all we can do. They'll take an alternate plan, and as we said earlier in the pod, uh, when I come here, you can sense that positive energy, and it's a, it's a choice in many ways collectively because I see it, and you're like, this team still is heading towards there. And, and you know, it's, and I, that has to be difficult at times, but you guys find a, a way to keep that collective and, and very high spirits. Yeah, and it, and it starts with Bob. Um, you know, years in the past, uh, you know, we had uh, a luxury of being uh, very uh, detailed in that if there was a mistake on the field, you know, we, we, we maybe won a game, but we could really correct the fine details. And in moving forward with this season, it's, it's more so about the group and trying to stay positive. And, and each, each year um, has brought different circumstances and um, a different, uh, I guess, uh, way of looking at it from the coaching staff, from a player's perspective. Definitely for me, um, different, having different roles throughout each year that we've um, you know, been a team. And I think at this point, it's, it's about staying uh, together. And that's something that we've really preached throughout the whole season is just staying together because, you know, when you're not doing so well, um, you hear a lot of pundits and a lot of opinions that really don't matter. 
And so um, staying and together. Don't match. And don't uh, Yeah, for well, sure. We, we would like you to just call them out right here. <laughs> who, who are those people? No, I'm kidding. Well, honestly, I've kind of tuned them out. I mean, I maybe at the beginning of the season, um, you know, you, 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 you listen and you try to be uh, open to different perspectives. Um, and then at a certain point, you kind of just go, you know what? Nobody's on the inside. Nobody knows what's actually going on here. And um, so you kind of tune them out. And that's what I've, I've done and what I've kind of preached to a lot of the guys here is just focus on what we can do day in, day out and um, kind of let the rest just kind of fall to the side. Good advice. What are you telling them about being in a playoff race? Because like you said, there's a lot of guys that are young here that have probably never been in a playoff race. And then just guys that have been with LAFC, they're not really in a playoff race because you guys have been so good. Uh, but you've seen it from all sides having, having been in the league what, what kind of things are you talking to these guys with these next six games being so pivotal? Yeah, you, you hit it on the head. I think um, I've, I've been in a lot of different races with the Whitecaps, with uh, Colorado, um, a lot of the teams. You know, the success that LAFC has had is rare. And so, um, you know, going into this year, we knew it was going to be uh, difficult. Um, and, you know, now being in this playoff race, it's just about – um, giving, you know, it sounds silly, but like giving everything on every play. So whether it be, um, you know, not switching off, staying compact. Uh, if it's a play that maybe you aren't sure if you're going to make it, just, just try your hardest to get back. Every play matters. Um, and you try to do that throughout the course of the season. But when it comes down to these last six games and being in a playoff race, you have to treat each, again, very cliche, like it's a playoff game. And like, you know, if you don't win this, it's over. Because at the end of the day, we need, you know, three, four wins to make it. Mm -hmm. And so each game is just so important. And so going into each training session, each game with uh, the most, uh, you know, concentration and effort and being tuned in. Because the coaching staff gives us all the tools. They, they, they prepare for every sort of scenario. And, um, you know, actually hearing that and then putting it on the field. That's obviously the hard part. Um, but trying to do that each and every week. What about the international break here, which essentially it was uh, missing a couple guys, but is there a, a recharge kind of feeling about that, knowing that you have a, a, a window here to reset and focus on a, a target, six games? Yeah, it's good and bad because, uh, you know, you take a few days off um, and you hope uh, that coming back we can just pick up where we left off in terms of concentration and, and – um, you know, for me, I don't like a lot of time off. I'd rather just get back into the next game. Um, you know, I, I think we have a, a good group here in terms of uh, the youth and, like, not needing an extended period of time off. Um, but with that said, you get more time off, you possibly get a Carlos Vela back. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of – you can look at it from different perspectives. But, um, yeah, I mean, the time off, uh, I, I try to take it with stepping away – refocusing and coming back in with a good energy, and I think that helps with the positivity. You don't have to tip if he's going to play or not, but you do have a unique kind of perspective and window into a person like Carlos Vela because I think we've learned over the years that you and him kind of just gel. I don't know what it is, your personality. Is it maybe, maybe because you're both family guys and that kind of just fits with his personality. Uh, but give us a little bit of insight into where Carlos has been uh, in going through his rehab and where he kind of is now. You know, Carlos... The, the credit I give Carlos is throughout ups and downs, whether it be injuries or, you know, last year uh, remaining with his family through COVID, this guy remains the same person through it all. 
and um, you know whether he's having an MVP season or whether he's having a difficult season with injuries, he comes in every day with a positive attitude, and it helps. Um, when somebody like that comes in with a positive attitude, um, struggling with an injury, you know, everybody who's on the field needs to come in with a positive attitude. It's, it's infectious. So, you know, when he sets the standard when he's on the field, it's the same when he's off the field with his attitude and everything. So, you know, when is he going to be back? That's, that's day to day. I mean, that's so hard to tell, and I don't think he necessarily knows. It comes down to fitness. It comes down to, you know, how he's feeling, you know, setbacks and stuff like that. It's, injuries are so tough, man, and I've been really fortunate with my career not to have many, um, but it's, it surprises me because I know when I do have those injuries, what the mindset that I'm in is so difficult and it's almost like a depression in a sense because you're not on the field playing with your friends and teammates. Um, but he comes in every day and he's the same guy. And that's why, um, you know, I love being around him. That's why he's a great captain, right? Yeah. We, sure. We've had this talk a lot because Carlos has been out and people – like you said, they don't know what they don't know, so they only watch the field and everyone's a body language it's expert. Hard, it's hard. People have their opinion, and, and, and it's like, you know, he should be back. It's like, you have no idea what's going on in the inside. Or, like, he, he should be putting for what you, Like, people just don't understand. So, yeah. like, yeah, like, putting that stuff aside, I don't think it creeps into here at all. I only hear it when I'm, like, uh, talking with someone else outside of our bubble, you know? Right. They'll bring it up, and you're like, yeah, like, probably don't know what you're talking I mean, about. I mean, Max and I, well, we're here less, but we used to be here all the time. Yeah. People ask me, like, how's it different now? I'm like, it's weird doing this job because I feel like a fraud because we used to be able to be here more, and we even only saw, what, yeah. like 25%, right? And that, that's how we felt empowered to say some things that we used to say. Sure. Now that we're not here, I mean, how much, how much do you think we really see when we see you guys in a game? Like 10% of what your actual work is during a week? Ten percent. I mean, even if that, it's the culmination of a, a you know, say, a, if you have a one game a week, it's a culmination of a lot of work put in throughout the week, whether it be video sessions after a game, before a game, um, the build up to each and every training session. We had a four day block last week that was so hard, and we pushed so hard, and um, you know, we were grateful to get guys back into training in uh, a limited fashion. Uh, like the Tristans, who are, are huge contributors, like the Carloses that, that can come in and obviously change games. So, like, nobody, nobody, given, like you said, COVID and all the restrictions now, there's less people within this bubble um, to actually grasp what's going on. Um, but believe me, everyone's working so hard. And, you know, like I said, whether it be uh, a successful season in 2019 when you're kind of nitpicking little details because we are having a lot of success or uh, you know we're, it's a it's a difficult season right now and you're trying to fix a lot of different things because there's you know more problems i'll leave it at this and uh, you're going to have the next chapter is coaching something uh or is maybe going to be up here because the reason i also want to bring it up because you you talk about the young players you i see you here with cheeky by the way i'm at 10 percent. i'm at 10 percent for sure <laughs> You might be around just five. Just in general. Just 10% with knowing <laughs> no, where the okay. team is at. Wait, uh, and you're saying I'm at five. <laughs> oh, God. He's at 7.5. <laughs> but I see you like, and, and Mamadou, uh, these are guys that you give a lot of guidance to. Uh. Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, given the foundation that was laid in 2018, 19, and then even going into 2020, um, you know, we got a lot of different guys, a lot of different guys contributing this year. And so it's about reinforcing those principles. Um, that have been set forth, you know, from the beginning. And I'm a 
huge believer in the way we play. And, um, you know, it's difficult because a lot of new guys, you know, a lot of times guys pick up things um, from others on the field. But when you have a, a, essentially a lot of different guys in the starting 11 given injuries or whatever, um, it's hard to pick up those things. So it takes training. It takes a lot of guys reinforcing. It takes communication. But the principles are the main thing. And I really believe in the way we defend, attack. And it's just been difficult to lay those given that there's a lot of new guys and a lot of, a lot of different lineups and injuries, like I said. So that's been the struggle. Um, but I think week in, week out, like I said, the coaching staff, whether it be video individually or collectively, has, has uh, really done a good job of focusing in on what is needed through that week. And um, yeah, that, that's what I try to do is reinforce those and uh, coach guys and, you know, try to be a branch off of, you know, what Bob does week in, week out and does so well. The Bob Tree. Career. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when it comes... Just keep saying things that he, <laughs> if he were to, like, listen or watch this podcast, he's going to be like, that's another one, another one on the I'm list. I'm sorry, Bob. I was just having... I was just trying to have, get the conversation, you know. I said the sorry. LAFC way the other day, and I was like, oh, God, I'm going to be in so much trouble. No, no, I think there is a way we do things. There is, but, he, you, you know, he doesn't like the, the pomp and circumstance around, surrounding saying the LAFC way, right? Sure, sure, but the, I think... From my perspective, in my career, having played with a bunch of different teams, had a ton of different coaches, this is a distinct way of playing that I really appreciate and I love and enjoy coming into and reinforcing and trying to do day in, day out. And it's different levels that you can get to. And so, um, yeah, it's been fun. And when you just talk about coaching, I've definitely, um, you know, it's something that I'm open to and, and looking towards. Um, I don't know yet, though, you know, because I, I mean, I, I love a lot of different aspects of this club and uh, soccer, and and uh, so I'm I'm exploring those right now. So right Are you a Ted Lasso so, guy? I love Ted Lasso. Yeah, He's like a much nicer Roy Kent. <laughs> Gotta, I bet you he has a nice edge from well, time to time. I mean, I've seen it, but we don't have to I talk about it. I saw it when you were talking about pizza. That, 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 oh, yeah, I owe you. Well, pizza is something. I, watch I don't think I'll be, like, uh, joining, like, the, the older women's club and watching, like, reality shows like he is in that movie. Well, he's just trying out new things. You yeah. know, you try out some yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. We, your old teammate Benny's getting his coaching badges. Maybe one day we see a Jordan Harvey versus Benny Failhaber team. That could be kind of cool. I'll tell you what, I would crush Benny. Yes! <laughs> That's the Jordan Harvey Roy Kent we need. I love it. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, we, you were one of the first people that I asked to have on because you're so expressive and you can kind of share all these different avenues great. of the club. Awesome, so awesome insight. I thought we were going to talk a lot more about stuff off the field. And oh, what, would you like to, what would you like to talk about? I mean, you guys aren't around as often, so we don't have as many inside jokes and stuff. No, like, oh, we don't have any more staff games where no I chip staff my games. tooth. Oh, yeah, you uh, used to be an avid watcher of our staff I games. I love the staff yeah. games. I always place bets on the over-under, how many people are going to get yeah. injured. And I, I've, told, I've told this story on the pod before, but I would tell – actually, I think I told it on your pod. I'll tell it on this pod. The day you came out, we were watching, and they had me switch teams, and the coaches go, hey, we've got our own Jordan Harvey. And Jordan goes, oh, I, I don't know, guys. And I'm like, what? I'm right here, guys. Like, I'm literally – I can hear you guys talking right here. And I went out and scored a goal. we got to fire up pointed, the calendar. Pointed, and Jordan was like, see? I'll take Jordan it. Jordan Harvey, I'll take it. Well done. We asked about food, and we talked. I mean, I, I saw you guys were at Disney, and I asked, and you know, I, I was it busy and that. That's Disneyland, new Star Wars. You know, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was my daughter's sixth birthday. We did a Teen Beach Two theme, which Ooh. was pretty special. That sounds fun. 
And, Happy birthday. Uh, well, that's yeah. great. Yeah, six. What a great family. How old am I? I have a six-year-old. Don't even start. Oh, yeah? Don't well, even start just with that this, conversation. Please? Well, I go into a locker room with 15-year-olds, well, so please. that makes me feel old. <laughs> please never retire, because when you do, I will now be older than every single person on the LAFC roster. Oh, wow. I've been the oldest guy for, like, the last three years, so... I, I don't even care. Yeah, and it stinks because I mean, on the butt, you can't put your music on because they want to listen. I'll tell you what, the music these days in this locker room, it's it's tough. And I and I blame. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna turn and go. Oh my. No. It's Any tough. sentence that says, "I'll tell you what," the music these days is gonna be good. Cool. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's all the same music every time. It's just one <laughs> song. Songs. It's one over song playing for 24 over. hours. And I and I blame you know who I blame for this and it's it's and this is Spill you it. heard it here first and I'll tell him right when I walk in it's Chicho he's got some sure. he's got a and he doesn't shy away from it and the problem that I have and I sound like I'm this old guy going on a rant <laughs> is that he'll put it on in the locker room and then just just walk to the weight room and just put it on <laughs> and I'm like I'm like I put on the TV try to watch like some football in the morning or whatever and just leave and then I have to go over I turn it off. And then he comes back, like from the bathroom or something. He comes back, turn. I just, it's like we'll ask him about stuff. this. Yeah, I'm frustrated. It's all right. It's like some Ecuadorian cumbia, which is okay in small doses. Like yeah, it. but it's the same four songs on repeat. <laughs> I mean, let's have some variety. Let's do something else. Just, you know, just well, blast his got, ears out with some Van Halen. What we need to do is have a day where every, like, I get Mondays, he gets Tuesdays. We get like fall gets, you know, Wednesdays. Then we, you know, move it on, and so I can get maybe. A country fix in or something, you know. Oh. Um, you know, Latif can get his, you know, whatever he listens to. Wale. <laughs> just Wale. Yeah, there you go. Uh. Uh, you know who, like Carlos, I think he's into like, he can get some like Elvis and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Randomly. Yeah, right? but like he some good vocals like a Luis Miguel, which in the background, it gets the job done. Yeah. If you're kind of in a chill mood in the locker room. Well, we need a day where you come back and just, we, we will talk about not soccer at all. Because you guys are in the midst of, like we said, a playoff run. These six yeah. games, we really got to go it's hard important. for this. That's why we had to talk a little bit about points, this. If you don't get the points, they'll blame our lighthearted interview. Important. After the yeah. season, because we need to stay current, Max. You need to give a little more than 10%. Let's have Jordan back. Okay. We'll just talk about, we'll just spill. I will also say oh, Jordan yeah. said it at, what, 14 points? Yeah. And that's to win four games. Yeah, I, I think I think th three need some help. Do you do a lot of? Is there a lot of scoreboard watching? I'm curious if everyone's got. Hey, they lost. We're, or no. You know, right now because we need to know. Yes. You know, I think you know we look at it. Um, you know, is it a definitive? You know, like things happen. So you know, two games from now maybe we're saying something different. But right now it seems like that. Yeah. Because I turned, the, I changed the channel at home really quick to Colorado, Minnesota over the weekend. My wife's like, "What sure. the heck?" Of all the sports is going on, it was going on right when the U.S. team was on. I switched to Colorado, Minnesota. Yeah, so you, I mean, yeah, I definitely check the scores afterwards, right. as does most people, I think. You know, yeah, I'll be here. Um, focus on this. Be like, oh. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do some <laughs> scoreboard watching at this point. Yeah. I just love that we've had many chances to wrap this up, like on good notes, and Max just keeps oh, dragging it. You did it too. You no, did this it too, will be edited. This, All this garbage will be edited out. It's my fault. We don't edit anything. No, we don't edit anything. That's, that's why the people love us. We don't edit anything. Oh. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. Good seeing you, Jordan, as always. We'll keep, we'll keep appearances up a little bit more frequently. Yeah, and, and like I said before, if you do this at the training center, it needs to be the 710 football show. Well, maybe, maybe you should come into our Burbank studio 
which Burbank got, Studio. Yeah. I used to it's live the right five. You used to live right by there, but I, I've showed you I showed you picture of pictures of it at LAFC Media Day. It's gotten even better. So you maybe you come in and hang out. Big time with Listen, the studio. Yeah. Yes. By the way, I Be just careful, had a dismount for the that. I had a dismount for the interview, and you asked another question. I know. All right, so don't know. throw it on me. Well, you you could just cut it any time. Then Jordan and I are going to okay. still chat. All right, should I leave? Yeah. It is. No, it's really nice. Come in there. Come on in. Why didn't we do it there? I don't understand. Because it's Burbank and it's Yeah, because it's easier to get, get you guys here. Not from here, but for me. Well, after the season, we'll have you in. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Jordan Harvey's coming into the studio. Welcome back to Inside LFC, the Max and Vid podcast. Very thrilled to, I, I, I know I marbled that up. Very thrilled to be uh, here Just with keep going. Jamal Blackman, new number one here. Literally, he's got the number one on his shirt, which is great for a goalkeeper. We I found out right now that he's number one in ping pong. Is this true? I, I wouldn't say that. Oh. Well, I, we will say this, and uh, I just found out that you're living in Koreatown. You haven't had a Korean barbecue yet. No, I've never had it before, so I'm looking forward to trying. <laughs> so just so you know, wait, wait, it's all... Just before he goes a little bit farther, I, I can't teach you many things, but got to hold the mic a little bit closer. Yep. There you go. Wow, yeah. nice. That's nice. Well, nice no, now stuff. he's going to school me on, on football, but I... Yeah. There's very different... There's, there's, you can go to places where they, they have steak, and there's other ones that have pork. It's going to... It's going to rock and roll. Make sure you drink a lot of water because there's a lot of salt on it. Yeah, the food <laughs> is... Make sure. Well, what, what type of things are you eating then? Are you just eating here? Um, normally, yeah, we get quite a lot of food here. Okay. So the food is really good here. And obviously in LA, there's quite a good variety of food. So I'm quite lucky to be able to go and try a few, a few things. Do you have anything... Like, what's been your favorite so far? Uh, seafood. I love, like, oh, love yeah? crab legs, lobster legs, stuff like that. So nice. that's quite good. Koreatown's a good place to be for that, that's for sure. Yeah, the boiling crab there as well. So you have some serious, have you tried that one out? No, not yet. We're not, no free advertising, no free <laughs> advertising. Yeah, we're looking for sponsors. This is a very exciting time. I had a chance to speak with you uh, for somebody who's going to come out on our broadcast in a little bit. But And I know we were talking rivalries because you played the Galaxy game and uh, had some time here when you, just to give some background, started with Chelsea and there were some tours here that you were part of. So you're familiar here with the United States. You've had a chance to be, visit here on a few occasions. Yeah, I've been here a few times. Um, played in the International Cup a few times with Chelsea, traveled with them. Uh, so we've been quite lucky. We, st um, we stayed at UCLA, so kind of knew the, the area a little bit and everyone's really welcoming as well here. So it's quite easy. Everyone tells you where to go and where's the best places. Do you know why you stayed at uh, UCLA? And you're, you're obviously under Jose Mourinho's watch at some point. He yeah. loves He UCLA. loves UCLA. <laughs> I, Ask him when you see him next time. Yeah, he loves UCLA yeah. for, some, for some reason. It's nice. <laughs> I think he likes because it's snugged away there. But I remember I did an interview with Manchester United. I was my, he was here with the Manchester United. I asked him about that. And he goes, I love UCLA. It's great. I just like it. I'm comfortable. That's a terrible Mourinho impression. But uh, that's what it was like. Uh, well, we should have him rate it. How was yeah. it with Jose? It weren't too bad. Dog. Well, I'll give him that. A bit slower. I bit, could, a bit more yes, chilled. I go better. <laughs> I like Long Beach pizza. Preferably one slice, not the whole pie. Is that better? No, 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 Yikes. no comment. No comment. Crushed it. Can I, can I say, this is my first time getting to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, just from the outside, we, and we've been talking a lot about a lot of people on the outside because of COVID, a lot of bubble. Not as many people are around training as, as usual. Uh, but just from the outside, I, we were in Portland, and I got to see you just kind of out there doing, taking some warm-ups, being out there, being with the team. Just a very easy way of being with your team and teammates already. Where does that come from? It seems like you've already kind of embedded yourself very quickly. Um, well, I've been quite fortunate here. Everyone's been really welcoming. Um, everyone's integrated really quickly with me as well. Um, I've been quite lucky to go to quite a few different teams, so I'm kind of used to going to new teams and meeting new people. And I think it's the best way just to be open-minded and just to embrace everyone the same way, and I think they embrace you that way as well. 
is there a different way for, for each team you've found, or do you just kind of go, go the same? Because, like you said, you've been lucky to kind of go um, through di some different teams. Yeah, I think I've been quite lucky where I'm quite a chilled person anyway, so I think meeting people is quite easy for me. I, I like talking to people and like finding out about people, so it's been quite good. Everyone's got different backgrounds, different upbringing, so it's always good to learn new things. If I could uh, expand on that, because when, when I spoke to you last time, I said, hey, can you list all the clubs you play for? And you did it like this. And it's an interesting journey because it's now the United States, England. Uh, you've been to the Scandinavian countries as well. Uh, how does that, when you look at that, you, you build yourself as a professional because you're always trying to take that next step to, to become a full pro when you're a young man, to be able to say, I've had these experiences and now I can lean into them. Uh, how often do you lean into those? Um, I think you do it every day. You you always see something different. That's what I love about football. Football's always different every day. It's never you never get the same thing. And I think being able to take that experience where you've been to different clubs, you've tried different pitches, different balls, everything is different. You you just take it on and I think as a player you build that up and that brings you and brings out what kind of player you are and your personality and I think that's the best way to be where you are able to adapt, which you have to do in any games. So I think that's more important. So the obvious question where we find ourselves now with LAFC is six matches to go. It's to get in the playoffs. You come from a very different system. Obviously, there's, there's the relegation, there's promotion. I'm sure you've been kind of a part of those, both sides of those where you've felt the pressure. How is it different? Um, I think in every game, there's always pressure. I think you go into every game wanting to win and do your best. So I think it's not so much of a difference. It's more just the mindset of you know that there's games coming up and there's such a fine line of winning and losing in football. So I think going into each game, you always think you need to get that win. You need to do your best. You need to be able to show the fans that you care about the team. And obviously getting to the playoffs is such a big thing where there's such a good club, you know you need to be in the playoffs. I think it's important that everyone sees that we're all together trying to achieve that. As a new guy, do you, I'm not sure what that locker room's like. I'm, I'm sure there's not a lot of guys giving up giving speeches, but are you able to kind of articulate that at all? Or are you, are you more kind of sit back as a newer guy? What, what kind of things are you saying to these guys? Um, I, I obviously just take everything in. I'm still quite new. I'm still trying to uh, enforce the way I play and show everyone how I am. But I think where I am quite a chilled person, I think seeing people and obviously going into a game, you step over the line, I think that's when everything changes. You, you, you literally switch on and you know what the everyone's main goal is. We're, we're all here to win and try and get to the playoffs. So I think once you step over the line, that's more where I become more vocal. That's more my thing. Whereas in the change room, I like to hear what everyone's saying, see how everyone's reacting, and just going into each game. You are the most experienced keeper here. Uh, even though you're new to the club, you have had an incredible uh, experience uh, from Chelsea on, as we mentioned, all the clubs. Pablo Cisniega, Tomas Romero are in diapers in this goalkeeping career. You're still a very young man, but these guys are just getting started. This has been you know, an up and down run for, the, for them. How has that interaction been with them uh, how have you guys supported each other in different ways? How they've supported you? They've they've been really welcoming. Like well, as soon as I got here, helped me straight away. Both Thomas and Pablo have been really good, and Ozeki as well. He's been really pushing me and obviously showing me his different styles as well. Obviously being an international and, and being with good goalkeepers as well. So I've been quite lucky where everyone's been pushing each other, trying to help each other to obviously still grow as we're all, we're all still quite young, so we're all learning off each other seeing our weaknesses and trying to help each other improve that. So I think that's a good thing. And, and some goalkeepers that you've 
been able to see, obviously, Peter Cech. Was Ramsdale at United when you were there? Or is... um, no, he literally just left when I got there. So he, <laughs> he, he left and then came back after me. But, it, but looking at some of those, that, so specifically Chelsea, that, that sort of tutelage that you've been able to get and to pass it on, how important is that? I think, yes, it, working with different people, you see how everyone works. Um, like I said, you learn about different people. I, you, I worked with Petr Cech and Courtois for quite a long time, and you see how big professionals they both are, completely different people, different players, different ways of doing things. But at the end of the day, the end goal is keeping the ball out of the back of the net. So <laughs> that's the main thing, and they do that great. Can you give us a, a little more insight? Because it's rare that we get a chance to really talk with a goalkeeper, and I feel like it's the last thing that we've learned about. Like, pundits can break down a lot of stuff, but goalkeepers, they have no, no clue about. I, I really, I believe that, and I include myself in that. Um, but how, because I've talked to Pablo and just how kind of the, the way he was raised in Spain to, to keep goals different than the way Zaki wants him to. Can you kind of parse through how you were kind of raised in England and how Zaki's kind of asking you to change your game? Um, yeah, I'd say growing up, coming through the academy, um, we had quite a lot of English goalkeeping coaches, so I was brought up in the English way. And then going into the first team, I was really close with Christophe Lonenshaw, who's the He's a French goalkeeper coach. <clears throat> he brought Petr Cech in and brought Courtois in, and learning his way as well, I had to adapt. What's the English like? What what is like? Just one or two things that maybe um, slightly different English to French or or even to Zaki. I say with with the English is you are quite to the book. You know everything. You everything has to be in a certain way, and I feel like you learn that as a child. You growing up, you learn the basics, and that's the main things of catching the ball and obviously. Uh, footwork and how important they are and then as you go into other countries where you go more of a spread and you're trying to be more attacking and be a bit more commanding and then obviously you learn about the Neuer way of being um, more of a sweeper keeper and stuff like that so I think you learn from different cultures different things and where I've been uh, brought up with a lot of different goalkeeping coaches I've learned from each of them different things and I think one of the coaches always told me at the end of the day you you're the one that's playing and you have to decide what works for you. And I think that's where you kind of learn as a goalkeeper. Even though it works for someone else, it might not work for you. So you have to learn and know what your best attributes are and take that into the games, which is the hardest thing. Two minutes, I've learned more about goalkeeping than I think in my entire <laughs> life. Just two minutes with this It's guy. instilled, but you've, you've got to have, you've got to decipher it in your way. You've got to absorb all that and see, okay, this is what makes me comfortable. This is what's going to make me keep the ball out of the back of the net. By the way, English goalkeepers, I mean, still now, but back in the day, you had David Seaman, David James. They were like the coolest guys on the field all the yeah, time. Yeah, who was your go-to? Who was your, who's the guy that you had posters on your wall? Um, to be fair, I, I started out on field, out in field, so I didn't really have goalkeepers. And then I started seeing Dida and people certain saying that was I quite see. a... So Dida's a good one. I like that. Kind of grew up watching him a little bit. And then obviously David James. So that was kind of my culture growing up. Fantastic. Hey, we're looking forward to seeing you play. Uh, obviously, the big stretch here and uh, a little bit of a recharge here for this week coming up. But uh, again, as we said before, welcome to the club. Welcome to Los Angeles. Hopefully, we, uh, we'll, have to, we'll do this a few more times. Well, we need to because we do need to learn a lot more about goalkeepers. And there's a lot more nuance that we, we need. Are, we're very lucky here. Yeah, we got lucky. three good ones and we got Zach Abdo. I'm, I'm still learning as is. So, yeah. That's a great you say that. <laughs> we'll I'm still we'll, we'll all I'm sit in there together with our notebooks. <laughs> Much more here inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and of course, download and share.